Good morning, everybody. Nikki Burnett here, Taste Life Nutrition Radio, streaming live on KUHSDenver.com, where we're now hitting, oh, I don't have my numbers up, but we're hitting, I don't know, 150,000 people, which is amazing. Having super fun, yeah, having a ton of fun. Um, bringing to you the people who are here to serve and to help us all to really live. I forgot to start all my stuff. There we go. Anyway, we're here to live this really amazing life and live it as big as we possibly can. Um, you know, there's so much confusion in the world when it comes to health and wellness and what's real, what's not real, what's truth, which seems to be uh, an individual word these days, and I have a problem with that. But what's truth and what's not truth? Um, what is what's health and what is not health? what's good and what's bad, all of these things can be really frustrating and confusing and we're here to just do our best to bring to you all of the goodness, right? We want to bring to you health in so many ways because health is physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, relational, financial, it's all over the place and those are the things that we want to talk about and we want to bring to you the people who are, who have a heart to serve and to give and just to love big. And so today we have Dr. Ashley Dwyer. Um, oh, I didn't turn down my music. Hold on. See, every time. Hold on. Okay, music's down. Okay. <laughs> it literally happens every time that I do something, <laughs> I do something technically wrong that kind of starts to mess things up. But that's okay because it's what live is all about, I suppose. <laughs> oh, anyway, I'm turning red. Um, so Dr. Ashley Dwyer is, um, I'm super excited about this because she comes from the world of conventional medicine. And I think that that is what is, excites me the most because I love, love talking to people who have, who, who are, um, who have experience in both worlds. You found your place uh, but you still have that knowledge and that experience, which is really, really important, and I love that. Um, so I want to thank you so much for being here, and I can't wait to jump into this conversation. I know. I'm so excited. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so as always, we start the show with gratitude. Gratitude can change the world. Gratitude can change your heart. Gratitude really can make things so good, um, and that's what we are about, is really just making things as good as we possibly can. So, what are you grateful for? Well, for what, the, the cheesy part, I'm grateful for being here and having yeah. this experience and connecting with you, right? I, I, I'll take um, cheese all day long. I love it, but <laughs> I, did, I did make like a transformative real post today about a client, and I'm just ultimately grateful to be in the position I am and get to do what I'm doing right now, like yeah. getting out of allopathic medicine and actually being able to help people change their lives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I really want to dig into that because you know your story is not unique, um, but it's 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 an amazing story when you you open up to the possibilities of what's out there, especially when it comes to health and healing, and it really is beautiful. So. Um, I would, you know, what am I grateful for? Well, for one, I just got back from a week long in the mountains, and that was amazing. Um, it really was a time of disconnecting from the world, but connecting with family. Uh, we have our, uh, it's our yearly fishing 
family reunion sort of week that we do in the mountains every year. And we hiked, we added up, we hiked about 30 miles last week. Holy cow. <laughs> you got your steps in for sure. Yeah, yeah, I got a few of them in. But it's amazing because so much of it is we go so deep in the mountains that we, you know, we can let the dogs go and, and run and play and get in the river. And you don't have to really watch them. You have to watch for the deer because then they don't stop. But it's, <laughs> it's it really was um, just beautiful, except... I'm not a fan of lightning in the mountains, and we had a, we had three days in a row of lightning storms when we were going up the mountain, and I just like okay, this is enough. <laughs> this isn't enough for me. Um, a little scary. It, it is a little scary, but then, you know it's okay. I'm still here, so um, you know God is good. I'm still here, and lightning is beautiful. I love it, but it's I want to be like either in my car or in my house and watch it that way <laughs> not in the middle of it so anyway I'm grateful for the time um, and I will I will say the same thing you know it's it's a it's always an amazing experience when you are in the experience of watching your clients balance and repair and feel amazing because that's why we're here right is we're to help them to do just that um, and you know we're the ones who are outside looking in when you see the change and the difference that it all can make it's just like oh, this is amazing it's addicting it, it is addicting yes too. yes that's a really great way of putting it <laughs> so all right let's just jump in I want people to know um, a little bit about you your history you know where you came from what got you you know however much you want to tell us um, because you have a great story and I think a very uh, relatable story. I think, you know, I like how you said it's not unique because it's not, right? It's not like something crazy personal happened. It was just how kind of the system failed you and then you mm -hmm. found a general purpose. So, I mean, I'm born and raised in South Florida. So in the like Fort Lauderdale, Boca area, like in that, I know it's there a little farther apart, but in between, um, so born and raised in South Florida, I still live here now, and I went to school to be a pharmacist. I wanted to be in the healthcare industry. I wanted to help people. I didn't want to be a doctor and kind of like the bodily fluids gross me out. Like I didn't want to <laughs> do any of that. Yeah. I didn't want to be on call. Yeah. I didn't want to be in school until I was 30 at the time, right? Yeah. And so pharmacy was like a great career. They were doing signing bonuses at the time. It was really in demand. So I went to school to be a pharmacist, and in that seven years that I was in school, probably my first year of pharmacy school, I discovered uh, like bodybuilding competitions. Mm -hmm. So if anyone's familiar with NPC bodybuilding, not the healthiest, even though you look super lean and tiny and in shape, just not great for your body, but got really into health and fitness that way, fell in love with the gym, lifting weights, and realized I had a really big passion for dietetics. And I was like, I'm not going to drop out of pharmacy school. Like we're gonna finish this and then yeah. we're gonna work with patients that way. Then you get out of school and it's not like that at all. Like I, for, for general purposes, I worked in the retail setting. So like grocery stores and Walgreens and things like that. And there's no time, there's no time. It's so stressful, it's corporate metrics. And the little bit of conversation that you do get to have with someone at the counter is, minimal like yeah. very minuscule we're not doing lifestyle changes right where if anything I call it handing out band-aids because yeah. you know there is a place for medicine for sure 
but a lot of the things that we hand out are preventable like we don't need them, right? Mm -hmm. We don't need them sometimes. Yeah. Or they're to manage side effects of other medications. Right. So, yeah. So in my time of being a pharmacist, I graduated at 25. So around 27, after years of doing the competitive bodybuilding type of thing too, um, I started to have my own health issues. And so, you know, I went in and got blood work and holy cow, like everything was off. My cortisol was super high, thyroid was low, sex hormones were perimenopausal. Uh, insulin was super high, glucose was very low, like it's no wonder I felt like absolute crap. Yeah, yeah. And so I went the Western medicine route first and you know they started me immediately on thyroid meds and started you know took me off of birth control, we started doing all these things and it wasn't working and I was going in the then extreme of hyperthyroid, just all these different things and if you're going through that process of you know, even as a, a hypothyroid, you're like losing your hair. It's super stressful. <laughs> yeah, it creates and, more stress and then more cortisol. And it's just a, yes. it's a nasty downward spiral. It's awful. It's yeah. awful. And so I actually hired my own functional medicine doctors and went through a couple of different pathways and really fell in love then with the lifestyle changes and realized how I was living was what caused my body to go through this. Like, mm -hmm under eating completely, overtraining, barely sleeping, a stressful pharmacy job. Um, I ran my body into the ground, yep. basically. And so had I just corrected those lifestyle changes a little bit, mm -hmm. I would have been in a completely different place and not on thyroid meds still to this day. Like we're reducing the dose and I'm, I'm getting mm -hmm. off of them, but mm -hmm. it really made me see the core issue and how lifestyle changes make such an impact. And then fast forward, you know, some more years, and in 2018, I created this company, left pharmacy in 2020, and now just doing coaching full-time, and I freaking love it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I think it's a really important point, though, that, that, that you made, that I, that I, there are so many people on thyroid meds, and I think that m most of the time, it's unnecessary. And yeah. what, what happens is once you're on them, especially over an extended period of time, sometimes you can't get off. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, and it's really frustrating. I'll tell you the story about my own mom who the doctor told her, well, we're just gonna put you, she had, so she had full-on autoimmune thyroiditis, so Hashimoto's, and the doctor told her, food makes no difference, we're gonna put you on medicine until your thyroid dies, and then we're gonna take it out. Her endocrinologist told her this. You know, I'm going to be honest. I've fired two endocrinologists, uh -huh. and they're still my least favorite doctors. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> oh, it's just so narrow-minded yeah. that I'm like, I can't. I can't. Mm -mm. It's really frustrating. And, you know, I have people who come to me, and they say, yeah, I'm hypothyroid. Okay. And so I've been on meds now for 10 years. Okay. Did they have, do they, is there, has there anything else that's been checked? You know, have you checked your antibodies? No, I don't think so. Have you looked at any of the other, other markers? No, I don't think so. Just TSH and hypothyroids. And so at that point, you probably can't get off thyroid meds because you've been on them for too long. And it's just, the body is not lacking in Synthroid. <laughs> right? right? And so, and I don't mean to go off, this is not a thyroid discussion, but it's rampant, whether it's um, whether it's thyroid or other, you know, system dysfunctions that were like, okay, well, let's just put you on these meds and see what happens. And then you said, 
there are then other meds to cover up the symptoms of those meds, literally cover up the symptoms of those meds, and it's another downward spiral. And are you getting better? Probably not. You know, you're not balancing the body by being on a bunch of meds. No. Mm -hmm. And to say, meds have their place, without a doubt, right? Uh, yeah. But they are um, too dependent, dependent upon, I think. Yeah. 100%. I yeah. mean, don't even get me started on antibiotics or anything like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no kidding. It's insanity. It's pure insanity. You know, I'll do, I, I don't mean to take over the conversation, but we could just sit there and talk about this stuff forever. You know, I do my intakes with my clients, and they're, you know, I was on antibiotics for, you know, most of my childhood. And I'm like, well, no, no wonder your immune system sucks and your thyroid's, you know, in, inflamed and your brain's inflamed and your gut's mm -hmm. inflamed. And yeah. So you were on a lot of antibiotics as a kid? Yeah. I was a daycare kid, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so frustrating. Okay, so what, so we, we, we're now, so let's talk about your company and what you do and how you do it because I love your concept and I love how you come at it from the fitness world. You know, I come at it almost strictly I have fitness, I've worked out my entire life, but it's not my world necessarily. It's the nutrition, it's the functional piece, right? It's the labs yeah. and you know those kinds of things that I love. But I love you come much from the fitness side, the health coaching and the nutrition side. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so I honestly, I try to purposely make the hybrid model. Cause yeah. like you said, there is a health side, which is the labs and the micronutrients and the vegetables and the the antioxidants and like all of that side, right? And then like trying to just be your healthy, the healthiest you can be on the inside, no matter what your size, whatever. And then there's the fitness side that's purely almost aesthetic, like mm. performance, aesthetic. We don't care what we do to our body as long as we have an eight pack ripped abs and we're taking all the supplements that yeah. are killing our liver, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. So, so there is a, a beauty between both of them because yeah. you do need activity and working out and physical fitness hobbies and strength training is amazing for so many things on the health side too mm -hmm. like insulin resistance and yep. foregoing osteoporosis and all these things when you get older having muscle mass um, but we also really care about what we're putting into our body and what our hormones and metabolism look like as a whole whereas this side really doesn't this side is too much yep. now yep. we like bring it together so right. that's what we focus on mm -hmm. is healthy from the inside out because if you're not healthy on the inside you're not going to see those results on the outside or keep them I should say right right absolutely and so a lot of this conversation is I, I want to talk a lot about about a lot about what you do and how you do it but I also want to make sure that we talk about or we bring to the table the under eating component because we I see that I see that in my clients who are trying to lose weight Right, they're busy, they're stressed, they're trying to lose weight, they're not eating, right. and they can't, they're coming to me going, why am I not losing weight? And I have to say, are you eating? <laughs> so what, your experience with under eating, what do you, what do you see? You know, because so, in the title we have, it affects health, it affects hormones, so what are you seeing? So I think there's like a fine line too and a differentiation between men and women. Cause I think you'll yes. also see online a bunch of like starvation mode doesn't yeah. exist, right? And yes, that's true. Because if you truly are in a 
calorie deficit and you know not eating anything you will ultimately lose right like that's just kind of how science mm -hmm. is but when you are eating even just a little like we are giving our body fuel but we're not giving it enough so what i generally see is women who have just been dieting their whole lives i was one of them because that's what we're always told like eat less move more this yep. is how you lose weight mm -hmm. afraid of gaining weight so we're afraid to eat um, we've also always been told that like men and women need different cal like women don't really need the 2000 calories that's more of a men thing or, or working out or bodybuilding and protein is more for bodybuilders etc and it's not true so what I generally see is a lot of women who are eating in the I'm gonna start at 800 because I've seen a lot of seven eight hundred yeah. calorie a day yes. lately um, 800 a day up to like 1300 a day I would even argue 1400 sometimes it's too low and mind you, the 12 to 1400 is like what a toddler needs per day, right? Mm -hmm. So women, full grown women who are super busy and working out and doing all the things are eating this low. And what happens in the body is it's so stressful to be in a like fight or flight famine response. Your body yeah. thinks that we are mm -hmm. physiologically going through a famine. So it shuts off hunger cues because being mm -hmm. hungry while you're not getting enough food all the time is not good for your well-being. So right. it starts to shut off your hunger cues. It just sets off such a cortisol like cascade mm -hmm. that then we start under-regulating our thyroid. We're down-regulating our sex hormones because at this point, sex hormones are a luxury. If right. you can't keep yourself alive, your body's not gonna make a baby. It's not gonna keep that alive. So a lot of times we have women struggling with fertility who are not eating enough. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. we have areas yep. to work on or they're yep. not getting their cycles. And we're like, okay, this is why. So couple that stress, right? Like that's just one stressor on the body is under eating. Mm -hmm. But couple that with work, life, finances, working out all the time, not sleeping enough, everything else. And we have a perfect storm for your body's just conserving energy and storing body fat for a rainy day. It's true. And I think what's interesting too that is, uh, that, that I think a lot of people don't understand, you know, they, they, everybody has heard of cortisol. You know, cortisol is the stress hormone, and if it stays elevated, it's the fight or flight. But I think what I want to make sure that people understand is that cortisol is important. We have yeah. to have it for specific reasons, right? It's that, it's that you know, quick, you know, under fire, got to go, got to fight, got to do whatever you have to do. And it is at that point, it's anti-inflammatory, and it is, it is a, an amazing hormone. But yeah. in our world today, where we're in constant fight or flight, we're in constant stress mode, we're in constant, you know, whatever is going on in our lives or work or whatever it might be, or we're eating unhealthy foods, right? Or we have trauma in our history. All of these things create excess, excess cortisol, which then becomes inflammatory and catabolic. So we're trying to lose weight, we're stressed, Catabolic means it's breaking down muscle tissue. We're holding on to fat, and so we, we it's it's the opposite of what we're looking for. You know, we don't want to break down mus muscle tissue, and the body's so stressed, right. it's just going to sit and hold on to fat. So, it's that interesting um, metabolic flip, you know, that that can happen. I think with cortisol and understanding the importance of calming the body, calming the system, calm, calming the nervous system, praying, meditating, walking in the grass, you know, all the things that help mm -hmm. you, you know, mindful eating, you know, don't run and eat, all of those things that can help to really calm the body. It's, 
the data behind the meditation and, and all of these things that help bring bring the body to a calm place is amazing in weight loss, in cognitive function, in you know, I think any organ system function and thyroid function, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's insane and everybody's stressed. Everybody's overly stressed. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like mm -hmm. you can say that again for sure. Yeah. And the problem is you don't even notice that you're stressed because it's just the new normal, right? True. Like it's kind of yes. um, the normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's insanity. Um so one of the things that you do, you know, so we talk I know I talk a lot about and I know you talk a lot about fad diets. Um mm. and fad diets can be fine, right? Depending on what it is. And some of them are not, you know, they're the ones. So there's one that, that I hear all the time, and it's the Whole30, which I get it, I, I think. I've never done it. Um, but what I find is after the Whole30, people are like, what do I do now? And it's yeah. this, it very much creates this yo-yo up and down. Okay, I'm going to go back to the 30 days, and then I'm going to stop. Okay, I'm going to go back to the 30 days, and then I'm going to stop. Do you see that? So I don't really get a lot of Whole30s. I'll be honest with you there, but That's good. we do get every other fad diet, yeah. and it's the same roller coaster. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Well, and it's a diet. We don't want to be we, living life on a diet sucks. Yeah, <laughs> or on multiple diets. Or yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say they're just all super restrictive in some way. Whether it's getting rid of complete mm -hmm. foods, a food group, time restrictions, yeah. what have you. It's not sustainable for everyday life. It's sustainable for like a couple of weeks until you give up and then go back to your well, normal life. Yeah, it's true. And so much of it too is dependent on who am I? Who are you? Who are is each person individually and what does that person need? So right. people get really frustrated because there's, you know, they, they see other people gaining muscle or losing weight or doing whatever it is that they're that they're doing and whatever that diet is right doesn't do the same for them like what's right. wrong with me well it's, there's nothing wrong with you is that you're not them <laughs> and yeah yeah 100 no, yeah so you do a lot of macros right you mm -hmm. work with people and macros talk about that a little bit yeah, so macros for those um, who aren't familiar are basically like the building blocks of calories. So we primarily focus on proteins, carbs, and fats and tracking those. So you do have to weigh and track out your food. It's a tool, it's not a diet because you can use macros in Whole30 or in keto or in any of those situations, but it's just a really good way to measure intake and bring self-awareness to food choices and how much you're actually eating. So when we do get clients who are primarily under eating, the goal is to bring them up to a higher, either healthier deficit or back up to like their maintenance range where they're supposed to be eating. And the best way that we've found to do this is reverse dieting by using macros. So giving them scalable metrics to meet every day and increasing them slowly over a couple of weeks. So it's really helpful. It allows clients to like really get a sense of self-awareness of what foods equal what and my favorite thing is like when people clients come to me and they're like oh my god i didn't realize how much fat was in this or carbs were in this or you know peanut butter is not a great a great source of protein right like things like yeah. that so yeah. um i understand it's not for everybody but even spending six months tracking your intake will bring so much awareness to yeah. 
food and your eating habits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I've been tracking my macros on and off for probably a year and a half now. Um, and I've always told my clients, you know, I'm not a calorie counter, I'm not a tracker, I don't, I, I, I want you to learn and understand what good healthy food is. Mm. And, and I think that that's really important. Mm. But in my own tracking and learning and understanding and, and watching my body and watching its changes, it truly is amazing the awareness that you have around food. Um, that sometimes we don't have. You know, people hate doing food journals and diet diaries and yeah. that kind of thing. And I, I totally get that. Thankfully, you know, there are apps and things that make it so easy now to quickly track what you're eating. And it's not anything like what it used to be. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, and it's, it's pretty simple and eye-opening, to say the least. My, my argument is, is it's honestly the most efficient, right? If you're going to track your finances, you have everything down to dollars and cents. Mm -hmm. Like tracking your energy intake is very efficient. And if you're not going to spend the time weighing and tracking or learning things at the moment right now, even though it is super efficient, then you are saying to yourself, like, you'd rather spend the time guessing and kind of like throwing things at the wall until something sticks, mm -hmm. right? Like why mm -hmm. not just be super efficient for a little while? Yeah. and see and see what kind of results we can get and with that a lot of so so I'm sure you do too but we work with the general population right mm -hmm. so a lot of times we're really shifting eating habits yes. and so going with macros allows that flexibility still where we don't have to cut out all favorite foods mm -hmm. or um, like get rid of sweets and chocolate like we can eat mindfully yeah. have like a glass of wine and still like live your life so mm -hmm. that promotes adherence having that flexibility which i think most want right we all want that yeah yeah people have a really hard time giving up wine <laughs> <laughs> i know i know <laughs> i mean i'm one of them you know <laughs> so, i get it i just i can't yeah. do it anymore i wake up worse than i ever did before <laughs> too fuzzy too fuzzy i know same um i can have a glass of two glasses of wine at this point and the next day is just not good. So it's, yeah, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And it's age. It just happens and it's age. And I, you know, it's part of it. We don't need it anyway. It's always, I find it interesting when people tell us that alcohol or that wine is healthy. I'm like, it's yeah. not really. It's the Reservatrol, Nikki. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. It's funny. <laughs> no. Um, so one of the things you had, um, you had written about in one of your blogs was the healthy proteins and the healthy foods, the, the foods that, that, that's out there in the world that they say it's loaded with protein, it's packed with protein, so it's healthy for you. Um, when it comes to, comes to teaching people, I mean, I know what I do, but when you're teaching people how to eat real food, and to get away, and that's the hard thing, is getting away from the quick, fast foods. Do you have tips and tricks and things that you tell people to get away from those foods? Because, you know, people travel, right? People are yeah. out in the world, and thankfully, and they are, you know, driving or flying or going, and they're like, I don't have the time to eat healthy. I just need to be able to grab and go. What do you say? 
So obviously it's gonna be dependent on where you are. Sometimes mm -hmm. we're really strapped, right? Yeah. But I think the best thing that you can do, and that's kind of where the macros comes in, is we focus our meals first on protein. So we want mm -hmm. you making your meal around getting in enough protein. And we go for like 25 to 30 grams per meal. So if you are out and about, you know, the first thing that we need to gravitate towards is fast food or something like that. Um, where a lot of it isn't always super protein dense or it's fried, so we'll be, you know, we'll make an emphasis on grilled things, even if you have to stop at Chick-fil-A and you can get a grilled chicken sandwich versus a fried, yeah. little changes like that. Um, we have tons of resources for our clients for like easy snacks and grocery Good. store stuff. Yeah. But um, focusing on protein, focusing on having veggies at every meal, whether that's like, or fruit, so side salad, side fruit type of thing. Um, they send us menus too, so we help mm -hmm. them pick while they're there. Yeah. But uh, for example, I had a client the other day who sent me, she had to get, she had to order breakfast for this work meeting and their breakfast options were not good. Yeah. <laughs> she's um, Hashimoto, so she's gluten free mm -hmm. and, and dairy free and things like that too. Yeah. And so the best thing on that menu for her, and I even asked her, what do you think first? Like, what's your, what's your go-to? And she immediately went for something with eggs. So we had protein, right? Mm -hmm. And then it was, what's my least worst option there? And so the other, it was like a sandwich was the best, but it was like eggs, bacon on three different types of bread. So we went with sourdough, because again, still mm -hmm. gluten, but still better yep. in that regard. Yep. Yep. And skipped the cheese and it is what it is. We had some fats, we had some, some eggs, some protein, some fats, and we have our carb source. But mm -hmm. in that moment, that was the best she could do. And that was the yep. best we could do. And, you fix it with the other choices of the day. Right, right. I totally agree, and I think that people tend to beat themselves up a lot uh, when yeah. you know when they're like, I, I, I'm not making the right choices. Okay, well, let's start over again, and let's let's do the best that we can do. And again, it's the goal of being educated and knowing when you're not making the best decisions, or knowing when you're doing the best that you can with with the situation that you have. And, yeah. and just having the knowledge because so so many of us just don't even have the knowledge you know people are so confused about food and what's good and what's not good and the marketing marketing is amazing at confusing the hell out of everybody I was gonna say it's not even their fault it's just like the media the marketing the internet mm -hmm. like I'd be confused too if I wasn't in the industry right <laughs> right well I know that was one of the reasons I I've been studying nutrition since I got out of grad school. I mean, I didn't go to school to to college for it. I went to school for it. But, um, you know, after grad school, I just started to fall in love with it. It was like, this is the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And so and that's, that's what I want to do so I can help people who do their things. It's like, I don't do bookkeeping because I hate it and it sucks. Yeah. And I'm going to have somebody do it for me because they love it and they love the numbers and they love to have, you know, to do all of the stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to do it. And so, no. you know, that's why we have our, our experts and our expertise because we love to nerd out on it. We love to kind of dig into the science and, you know, I'm going to a conference yeah. next week and so I'm super excited about the conference next week because you get to nerd out and you get to have fun. But that's what we love. And that, but that's also why people come to us because... We, we guide so they don't have to do the research, or as much research, right? And learn their own bodies is the key. I, 
Yeah, and I think that's part of what great investments are anyway, too, and investing in yourself is hiring someone to teach you something in this much time instead of this much time. Like, my whole career has taken years, right? Years of knowledge just built up on each other, and someone can get that in six months working with me. <laughs> right, yeah, it's true, um, and it is an investment, and it is amazing Again, I'm going back to what I had said earlier. When when people finally commit, not finally, but when people commit, because it's not always easy to commit, right? You know, no, it, definitely it, not. It, it can be it can be hard. But when there is that commitment, even at at a, at a smaller level, you and you start to see change, and you start to see forward movement and momentum, which brings on more commitment and brings on more excitement, and then you feel better. And it's, it, again, it just is it's, it's this amazing, these constant aha moments and light bulbs for yeah. people that is just really, really beautiful. Yeah, I actually wrote about that the other day with how, you know, someone who's been living that type of lifestyle thinks that that is how you're normally supposed to feel, like bloating or reflux or right. just symptoms that happen because we're aging, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's just your lifestyle. So when we change that and they're like, oh my God, I didn't realize how I was supposed to feel, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Like that makes it worth it. Yeah, I think that there's a big misconception about um, how we're, well, about aging. I think about aging. You know, so often we blame our pains and aches and frustrations and bloating on age or genetics or bad luck when really and you know this is what I talk about all the time is we have control over our own genetic destiny we have control over what we put into our mouths we have control over what we put on our skin and in our laundry and in our yard and we have we have so much control over the outcome of our health it's mm. truly amazing and a little bit of a shameless plug is we I'm, I'm working on a, a uh, preconception course it's called soulful conception and it is all about bringing creating a healthy body so we can create a healthy baby then so we can create a healthy future because our health today impacts seven generations ahead of us so if I'm as healthy as I can possibly be today and I decide okay now I'm healthy I'm gonna get pregnant that impacts the health of that child and impacts generations to come. It's the most beautiful, awe-inspiring. It's amazing, right? And I, I get so excited about it, but so much of us don't, I, I feel like we don't understand the impact that we have on our future. Each person can create a healthier future. I just think it's the coolest thing. <laughs> No, I do too, and I totally understand the struggle though because mm -hmm. you know you're faced with a fast food place on every corner. Yeah. You're faced with more convenient processed mm -hmm. items. You're faced with so much like uh, misinformation yes. on products and on things that you need to do, and it just becomes extremely overwhelming. Food, you know, socioeconomic things mm -hmm. with eating and prices of of healthy foods versus non-healthy foods. Like I get it. But yeah. there definitely are smaller steps that we can do, and I think you and I both probably do that in our mm -hmm. practices and help people in that way. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And that we, I, it, it never is smart when somebody is starting, you know, kind of from ground zero, right, um, to 
try to take huge, massive steps because you right. know success is always the key. You know, I I want my clients to be successful because when they're successful, I'm successful, and so it goes back to that. You know, working with someone as an individual, you know, their mental and their emotional health, as well as you know, getting them to the physical health that they want to be. Yeah, but. Yeah, too much at one time is never a good thing. <laughs> it's because it can be hard. overwhelming. It is. It is. And I know for myself, you know, I always have work to do and I'm always learning, but I've been working on this in myself and understanding my body for, you know, 25 plus years now. And so, again, though, it goes back to my education, though, can help others. You know, my education, my, mm-hmm. my personal education and, you know, my, my, um, higher, I guess, education. Yeah, and experience and all that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to take a quick break and talk about our sponsor, who I love. Uh, Do you know Cellcore? Do you use Cellcore products at all? So I know them. I don't use them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cellcore Biosciences um, are a super innovative company. They are innovative in the way that they deliver, the, the delivery system of the nutrients uh, and the goal to get to the foundation of health. So it works at a cellular level, works at the mitochondrial level, um, which, also, which impacts our genetics and our epigenetics and our, our health today and our health in the future. And often, you know, supplements also, just like drugs, can cover up. You know, we can take supplements that reduce inflammation, but if we're not getting to the root cause of what's creating that inflammation, we're still just taking a supplement to cover up the inflammation or to reduce the inflammation that will probably come back once we start stop taking the supplement. So the goal is to always understand the root cause, get to the foundation of health and and know how to rebalance and repair the body so it's functioning better on its own. The, the goal of health is not to be taking supplements for your entire life, right? But a lot, there are often times where we need therapeutic supplementation to get us out of, you know, maybe we're in a hole. I work with a lot of people. I've been in a hole myself. And sometimes it takes those, um, that kind of therapies to, 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 to get the body boosted up, support, like I said, support the mitochondria, cellular health, get rid of the microbes that aren't supposed to be there and so forth. Um, Cellcore is a great company. You have to get them through practitioners, um, but uh, you can go to their website. They have a lot of great information regarding their products um, and their delivery system, and I just appreciate all that they do. So anyway, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, and I don't want, I don't, because I didn't tell you I wanted to ask this question, so my goal is not to be, you know, to, to dig in, into your personal stuff. But you, in your, I think it was in one of your blogs, you talked about some trauma you had experienced um, and the trauma leading then to uh, PTSD and anxiety. And it, it's one of those things that goes back to the epigenetics piece of it because when we experience trauma in life, it often can turn on these epigenetic switches that can create junk. It can create anxiety. It can create create chronic conditions. It can create pain. You know, whatever the case may be, it it has the ability to affect us. And so, I deal unintentionally because there's so much trauma in the world. 
um, with a lot of people who come to me, I'm dealing, I mean, I don't deal with the trauma because I can't, but I'm dealing with their experience because it's part mm -hmm. of their experience, right? So I would love to hear you talk a little bit, as much about that as you want, and how you have gotten, how you have ha found your way in dealing with the anxiety and, and the stress of your history because I think it can be really helpful for people who are struggling with some of the same things. So yeah, I don't, I'm like an open book anyway. <laughs> um, I think the trauma thing, so I'm like trying to remember which post, but the trauma thing goes twofold. So obviously when we think of trauma, we think of like childhood trauma and we think of relationship issues and we definitely have those too, but for the purpose of this conversation <laughs> and I think the, the situation that I went through and where it's interesting because it literally relates to food and health and this is where like I developed health anxiety was I, um, I was working as a pharmacist. I had a, a reaction to, to tuna. Um, oh. So in what, what happened was I had like a, a dinner that I brought with me. It's super busy at the pharmacy. I ate it like really quick. It was like a tuna steak with brown rice and whatever. I heated it up and within 10 minutes I had like, I was bright red, sweating. My texts were asking me what was wrong with me. I had no idea what was going on. I was like hard to breathe. And I was like, am I having an allergic reaction in the pharmacy right now? Like, do I need to stab myself with the EpiPen they give us for clients, yeah. uh, for patients? And so long story short, I ended up getting like taken out of the Walgreens on a stretcher. Um, oh. Yeah, they had to close the pharmacy. First time ever like riding in an ambulance, going to the hospital that way. I thought that I was dying from tuna. Like one minute I was fine and the next minute I wasn't. Come to find out it's something called stromboid poisoning. So if the tuna isn't like bled efficiently or kept on ice and it's not like a quality piece, I guess, it builds up histidine, which then is released into you as histamine, right? When you have it, uh -huh. cooking it doesn't help. So it kind of, once I experienced that, that effect lasted for years. And that was right before my 26th birthday. Um, I became paranoid of foods I eat all the time because I thought that that was going to happen to me. Like I would literally eat one brand of almond butter because I knew it was safe. Um, I went through many years of therapy. I, it was almost an eating disorder at that point. Even though I was eating, I was just afraid to eat every time. And even to this day, I will not take anything new, supplements included, without having someone with me or I'm on the phone with someone. So I'm still very much affected by it. If I do feel like a twinge in my throat, or something's uncomfortable, it will immediately set me into a panic attack. There was like a whole mm -hmm. period of probably six months to a year, if I heard an ambulance, I would have like almost a mini panic attack. Those were fun times. Um, but it had to do with food and eating. And so that's kind of what I do now in my life and I eat all the time. It's like my favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. And when you're afraid of food or afraid of reactions or just, you get like a headache and you're like, oh my God, I have a brain tumor, I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. health anxiety mm -hmm. is a whole new level. Um, I will be open and share that like years ago, I did try medications for it, hated them, did not agree with them, do not want to do the med route at this point. Like I'm not on anything for anxiety or depression or anything like that. Um, I go to a therapist regularly and, you know, I did ingestion challenges back then for things that, oh, I did the skin prick test and it came back that I was allergic to like 12 things. Like, I avoided a carrot for six months because it popped oh, up on the cool. thing. I'm not kidding you. Like, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, 
thankfully mostly past all of that, but I will never touch fish. Like I only eat salmon and chill. No thanks. Yeah. It's interesting the the um, the relationship that we end up that is created with food for us. You know, um, <laughs> I have so I, I have so many things in what you're saying because yeah. I have a lot of clients who do when it comes to supplements, they'll do the same thing. Um, I, I I'm letting somebody know that I'm trying this new supplement, or there's so much fear around food and even if it wasn't that traumatic the fear that anything that I eat is going to make me gain weight anything that I eat is going to oh, um, yeah. hurt my stomach anything that I eat is going to give me a headache or anything that I eat is going to make my throat swell or it is it's it's so hard to to live a life well it's living a life in fear right yes yeah mm -hmm. yeah um, and we see it, we see it so often, and it just spirals into this really sad relationship with food, which is the most basic, beautiful, one of the most basic, beautiful things that we've been given. Like you said, it's, it, food is fun. It's supposed to be fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, I will say, you know, the being afraid of having a reaction to something versus being afraid of gaining weight because we deal with that all the time like when right. we have someone who comes in under eating like we're giving you more food and we have to deal with that fear of, yes. of gaining weight and that that all or nothing mental block but mm -hmm. um being afraid of something you have to do to live <laughs> yes i will say it was it was a dark time it's a different back level. Uh, mm -hmm. several years ago but mm -hmm. You kind of just desensitize it, and it got to a point where I was like, I would rather something happen to me than live the way that I'm living. Mm -hmm. So forget it. Like I'm eating the carrot, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was so silly. Yeah. That was so silly. But it's true. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Not funny, but the psychology behind it, you know, is so uh, interesting. So um, I want to make sure that we talk a bit about, so you, I want to talk about your practice and I want to talk about, because okay. you have other coaches who work with you um, and I want to make sure people know how to find you, where to find you, all of the important things. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we are a team. So we're Team BDN Coaching. You can find us at teambdncoaching.com or on Instagram at teambdncoaching. I'm on Instagram at dr.dwyer, always on there, always posting stuff, message me, bother me, it's fine. Um, I love messages. So we work, so how it works is we have clients fill out an application to work with us. We then set, uh, set up, I can't speak anymore, set up <laughs> consultation okay. calls to, you know, do all the intake form. Um, we actually don't do sales calls. I don't I don't love sales, to be honest. Like, mm -hmm. I want someone who comes in, knows what they're gonna get. We yep. go over their roadmap and they're like, yes, this is what mm -hmm. I want, sign me up. Agreed. I've yeah. seen your results, I want it. Mm -hmm. So we do that, we do an intake call, we get everyone onboarded, and then we start with our process. So there are three coaches right now, myself included. I actually don't take on that many clients anymore. I'm not taking on any at this moment. They're all going to my assistant coaches who are very well certified as well. Like I like to say, if I'm type A and like to have control over my, my team and my babies, my clients, and I trust these women <laughs> with yeah, them, yeah. you're in good hands. Um, 
and they bring to the table things that I can't, like yes. certified personal training or, or certifications and other things. Mm -hmm. So we really balance each other out and make a great team, um, team effort. But we do packages of like three, six, and 12 months, uh, nutrition only, nutrition and fitness. And like I said, it's not even about the macros sometimes or the fitness plan. What we really work through is a lot of mindset change. Mm -hmm. um, we have a mental health coach that we do bi-weekly Zoom calls with for everybody so that we get that element in it too. So it's really just a transformative plan. It's not cookie cutter. It's not gonna be something you can't show up and just get a meal plan and leave. We don't do meal plans. <laughs> I yep. don't like them. Yeah, no, I don't either. Yeah, so it's gonna require effort, but if you let it, it will be the most transformative process you've probably been through with your health. Very excited for it. <coughs> Excuse me. So what does BDN stand for? So funny enough, mm -hmm. when I first started my company, I was only working with brides and grooms and people for big days. So it's called the big day nutrition because <laughs> when you're 27, 28, all of your girlfriends are getting married in one time. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I was, I was helping all of them get lose weight for their weddings. And so I started a company in that manner. And then I really shifted to wanting to just help women with these kind of like hormonal mm -hmm. lifestyle indications. So we kept the BDN and just turned it into Team BDN because that's what we called ourselves anyway for short. Yeah, I love that. So do you do any kind of functional lab testing? So we look at labs if clients have them. Mm -hmm. We tell them what to order if they want to order from their doctor because I'd rather them go through their insurance and their doctor first. Sure. If their doctor says no, which we've come across a lot. Yes, I know. <laughs> I do have the ability to order through like a vibrant wellness, vibrant America situation mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. I'm a practitioner there, yep. or we do like life extension panels sometimes. Those yep. can be super helpful. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we do look at blood blood work and go through all of that. Okay, cool. Um, I was I wanted to ask a couple of questions and wanted to get back to. The, the diet stuff because I skipped over yeah. it and I didn't mean to um, but I, I think I I just tend to be all over the place anyway but specifically for women you know w when it comes to you know there I, I do believe there are therapeutic diets I think the vegan diet is a therapeutic diet right I think that keto is therapeutic um, it's not for everybody but I think that it can be necessary for some people for a period right. of time right do you do you agree with that I, I think diabetics or, or epileptics and mm -hmm. people, you know, for even a short time if you have severe insulin mm -hmm. resistance, sure, mm -hmm. it works out good. Yeah, yeah. Curious though, your thoughts on, I think there's such a difference, and we, and we hit on this a little bit, between men and women. And that's something that, you know, you, you hit on the 2,000 calories for women. Um, and, and, and you know, so much of our science comes from tests on men and studies right. on men and not on women and what women need. And so when we talk about keto or we talk about intermittent fasting or we talk about these things, yeah, and then women do them and don't do well with them. And men are like, I'm great. I'm lean and I lost weight. And women are like, what is happening? <laughs> It can men be, give up like diet soda and lose 10 pounds in a week and women like gain a pound. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, so curious if you have any thoughts or any experience with, with women, the differences between men and women, because I think women need to hear this. Women need to understand that we are not men. I know that's yeah. a shock. 
<laughs> we're not men and we don't work the same our bodies don't work the same um, and I, I'm just curious if you have anything that you want to add to that because we I know how frustrated women get because it can be so difficult for us to lose weight especially as we age yeah mm-hmm. I think so the differences and the big one at that is that and, and you know it's such a shocker to me too I'll, I'll get to that in a second but men have like stable testosterone levels over 24 hours right like every 24 hours it's kind of the same so they have better it's almost like a stress resiliency like their hormones aren't super affected by their lifestyle and their choices as much as women are like Mm -hmm. yes if you have a terrible lifestyle your testosterone can tank and you'll feel like crap as a man but women have this like switching cascade of hormones over 28 days or however long your cycles are Mm -hmm. which is why we may also have different personalities every week of the month right yeah yeah (laughs) and i'm finding what i was going to say is what surprises me is how many women don't know how the the cycle works like your monthly cycle and the hormones and and what phases we're in so we try and teach our clients that and that's a question on our check-ins is like what phase of your cycle are you in right now like what's happening during luteal and follicular and all of that So that is where we see the greatest pushback with some of these diets is because our hormones are not the same. And so intermittent fasting, majority is tested on men. And that's Mm -hmm. why it's like being successful. And then women try and do the 16-8 fasting window and it's way too much stress on their bodies that it does not work, A, and then B, a long period without without any blood sugar or like you're having hypoglycemic mm-hmm. episodes or our sugar sensitivity is off which also affects our hormones it's not a good time yeah so women actually don't benefit as much from intermittent fasting as you would think and that's why we get really disappointed when we try those diets and they don't work mm-hmm. um, in the same breath men also tend to have more muscle tissue which really helps in your goals yeah. and your metabolism yeah. And women are still under this impression that lifting weights will make you bulky, so we kind of get afraid of it. Or we'll do like hit classes and group classes, which really don't focus on building lean muscle. It's more about the calorie burn. Um, trust me, I try and get bulky, and I'm having the hardest time. Yeah, so you literally <laughs> can't get bulky. It's hard. Yeah, <laughs> just can't. We don't have enough testosterone. You yeah, can't. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But those are really big, just two little generalizations that we mm-hmm. see in the different sexes where we really can't compare. It's not It's not fair. It's not, it's not. So we can't compare ourselves to the other sex, the opposite sex, and we can't compare ourselves to other people, period, because we are all right. different and unique. And, and I think it's important to keep that in mind as you are you know, moving through your life, moving through your journey, and searching for practitioners to give you guidance in, in the areas that you need. Somebody who's gonna work with you as as you and not as um, as everybody else. Uh, you know, we are not a one size fits all, so keep that in mind. Um, we have uh, another, uh, uh, another radio show host who comes on after me, so I have to shut down just a little bit early, but wanted to, Thank you so much for, you know, for all of your knowledge, your insight, um, you know, helping people to understand that they are individuals and, you know, for anybody. So you do work online or virtually, correct? Yep. Cool. Yeah. Remote. Yep. 
Everybody does now. I know, so do we. So. <laughs> okay. I, it, it is, it is. But it's it's a good thing, you know, having having good people with good reach and being able to reach people who who really need people like you um, is is an amazing thing. So I'm grateful for you. Grateful, thank you, uh, that you came on. We uh, we should have you on again uh, if you if you like yeah. if you have some time. Um, did you give your website? I did, teambdncoaching.com. Perfect. All right. And I am tastelifenutrition.com. You can find me, Taste Life Nutrition, everywhere. So, uh, Nikki Burnett, I'm a functional nutritionist. You can go to my website and fill out a, an assessment that will lead you directly to me, and we'll chat a little bit about it and see what we can do to give you some guidance um, and help you in your journey. And um I think that's what we've got. I am at a conference next week, so not here. We'll have another amazing rerun. But I'm super grateful for all of you and super grateful for all of you. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone.